You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Garden Report, where the Celtics have beaten the Cleveland Cavaliers on national television, Big 103 win. to 99. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by Jimmy Toscano. What up? You got it right. Dap it up. Uh, the Celtics Mike had a Dapp. big win tonight, and tonight's show is brought to you by our new sponsors, Harry's Razors. They have taken the Love world Harry's. by storm. Men, women alike, are shaving in ways they've never shaved before with Harry's Razors. If you go to harrys.com and use Garden Report, you will get a trial package, which yeah. I used this morning. You used earlier this week. I used on Sunday. This is four days, three days, actually. And so this... Um, Right here, that smoothness there, that's my hairy shave. You shaved this morning completely. I shaved this morning. It's already Under back. the beard, and it's completely smooth. <laughs> I love it. My 5 o'clock shadow usually is like twice as long as it is today. So I'm really satisfied. And it was a smooth... You, know, I you stopped, sound surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm I knew, surprised I knew it was going to be this I good. stopped using cartridge razors because they were so expensive, and they sucked, and they only right. worked like four times. And Harry's is ten times cheaper. It actually worked out. So I'm not saying this because Harry's is our sponsor. I'm saying this because right. I care a lot about shaving, and I invest way too much time into shaving well and i was really happy with my hairy too much info too much so now let's talk about basketball uh the celtics coma lineup is back avery bradley (laughs) is in there marcus smart isaiah thomas jay crowder al horford and they literally got an open three on every single possession they played in the final three minutes there it was i mean the execution on offense is great Avery Bradley's defense was absolutely incredible at the end of the First game. First team all defense. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving said after the game that Avery Bradley is one of the greatest offenders in the game. And right. you just... No surprise. You, it wasn't a surprise. It was not a surprise at all. No, I mean, that's Avery Bradley. I mean, he's, he is a reigning first team all defense. You kind of forget what he brings to the team after he's been out for so long. He's a lockdown defender as much as the definition is a lockdown defender. There's really nobody... He is... An on, the on-ball guard of on-ball guards. And Kyrie Irving is one of the best offensive guards in the NBA. And you can just watch him dribble out there. His handle is sick. His finish is under the rim. I mean, even Avery Bradley, I mean, there's only so much you can do at some points. The way he's all over the place. Yeah. Um, but Avery Bradley, when he's out there, you feel confident. Like, this is our, this is, you know, if you're such saying, this is our guy, this is who we want on one of the best players in the NBA. And as Brad Stevens said after the game, usually good offense Trump's good defense, but Avery Bradley makes it as hard as possible. You know, and Marcus Smart is a great defender. He really is a great defender, yeah. one of the best in the league. But he does things a little bit differently than what Avery does. Marcus, what he does is he attacks the he attacks you at your legs, attacks the ball, he gets jumps at the ball. Avery has he like it's like he's doing the tango. It's like he is stride for stride. Groin up against your groin, just like really oh, yeah. tight, uncomfortably <laughs> tight defense where guys can't dribble in tight. front of him. 
What's that? We're comfortably tight. I mean, I'm either way. I'm gonna take a step back here on this one. <laughs> you know, Avery, what he did so well in those closing positions on Kyrie is, you know, Kyrie is great at both dribble moves and pivot moves. Yep. Kyrie would try to put his back to him, and it still didn't work. You know, Avery is able to prevent defenders from walling him off with their off hands and try mm. to get around him. I mean, he stays glued to them, and he did so well on Kyrie at the end there. You know, the Celtics caught a bit of a break there where Darren Williams missed the wide Ooh. open corner three. That would have been the big one that could have sent it to. It would have. If sent that was over. like 2009, yeah. Darren Williams. That, that would have given them the lead in that one. So yeah. that was really huge. Um, but. You know what? So bad teams. signing by the Cavs. Darren Williams has already lost them one game so far. <laughs> he actually was pretty good tonight. It's kind of I was talking to Kyle Korver after the game. Like, have you ever seen a team add three starters, a championship contending team, defending champions, add three starters from other teams during the course of the season? He said he hadn't seen it before. I've never seen it before. I think Kyle's like a couple years older. LeBron than me. James is like, yeah, I see it every year because I get what I want every year. Exactly. LeBron's LeBron was a happy guy even if he lost tonight. Right. So we're gonna come back in part two. Okay. And we're gonna talk about LeBron who had a triple double tonight. We'll talk about Al Horford who almost had a triple double tonight. This is the Garden Report post game show after the Celtics beat the Cavs one hundred three to ninety nine. You're watching CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. What's up, guys? This is Jimmy Toscano from The Garden Report, and I want to talk to you about something near and dear to my face. I'm talking about my Harry's razor. Since I've switched to Harry's, I've seen and felt better and smoother results on my precious face. If you've watched The Garden Report lately, and I hope you have, you definitely noticed that I'm looking clean cut. I'm looking good, and it starts with a clean shave. Harry's was started by two guys, Jeff and Andy, who were fed up with being overcharged for razors. So they decided to start their own razor company to give guys everywhere what they deserve. A great shave at a fair price. They bought a factory with 100 years of blade making experience so they could make their own high quality razors, sell them online, and ship them directly to you for half the price of the leading brand. Harry's Razors includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. I'm talking five German engineered blades, that's right, German, a lubricating strip, a flex hinge for a comfortable glide, trimmer blade for a hard to reach places we're not going to get into that and weighted ergonomic handles all this for two dollars a blade compared to the four dollars or more you'll pay at the drugstore so listen up harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades they want you to try their most popular trial set for free i said it free folks it comes with a razor handle of your choice five blade cartridge and shaving gel it's free when you sign up. All you got to do is pay for the small fee for shipping. To redeem your free trial offer, go to harrys.com slash garden report right now. That's harrys.com slash garden report. Trust me, guys, you will not regret it. Welcome back to part two of the Garden Report. This portion of the show is powered by SeatGeek. You go to SeatGeek.com and you use the promo code GARDENREPORT. You will get $20 in rebate from SeatGeek to any purchase that you make. I use it already. Anybody who used it for tonight's game, worth it. And you know what? I used it to buy tickets to see Kanye. And then Kanye canceled that show. So I, had, I think I ended up profiting $20 on that one. That's a good so deal. thanks, Seekeek. I appreciate that. I'll, <laughs> I'll send it back to Seekeek. Uh, you probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, They're whatever. probably going to be sending you a bill now. Uh, so let's talk about LeBron James and what the Celtics okay. tried to do to stop LeBron James. He had a huge game. It was a 28 points. Triple-dub. 
10 assists, 13 rebounds. But also, Yikes. Al Horford had 9 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. So that's, he came, that's more along the lines of an Al Horford triple-double. He came perilously close to it. <laughs> he had 9 points for a while. Yeah. Was, you know, come on, shoot the damn ball. You know what, to not stick to the script here, Stevens made a fascinating note. He was saying that Horford was, I think it was 1 for 4 going into the half. Yeah. And they were walking into the locker room ecstatic with how well Al Horford plays. You know, Al well, Horford, he had, I think he had 7 assists and 6 rebounds. Yeah. So that's obviously what you want to see. Yeah. I still want to see the guy shoot and score more. I'm sorry. I understand he makes everybody better, but I still want him to shoot the ball more. But you know, Sometimes the, he's looking to pass too much. The big thing is the Celtics have a lot of issues rebounding. Horford struggles with boxing out. It's an obvious issue. We saw LeBron had a very crucial offensive rebound and score where he got around uh, Horford at the end of the mm-hmm. game. But they won that rebounding battle 47-41. to 41, And they re- I think the Celtics rebounded like 90% of the Cavs' misses or something around that. You know, th- this was a game where they were able to win it physically, and that was big because LeBron was so physically intimidating throughout the game. But they, I think they won the game physically more than anything, which is huge for a team that is a self-labeled finesse team. Oh, yeah. Only when Brad Stevens is mad at them does he call them that. Um, but I agree. I think physicality, the tough-mindedness, the defense, that intensity, that's how the Celtics win games. You don't want to get that confused with, like, oh, they have no skill, they just play with effort, because a lot of people say that about them in the regular season. And they then, used to, and not then anymore. When the playoffs, exactly. And then when the playoffs come, like, oh, well, now everyone's playing with effort, and now you're going to get swept. I don't think that's them this year. Um, I do think that when the, those two things combine, you get an effort like you did tonight, a complete effort, especially on the defensive end where they, ho- where they hold the Cavs to 99 points, and they just play lockdown defense down the stretch. And we already talked about Avery Bradley, and we talked about Marcus Smart, but that stuff's contagious. And Al Horford with the triple-double almost, one point shy, I thought he more than handled, his, more than handled the load down in the post, even though he's not you know, one of those dominating low-post guys on the defensive end. Well, the guy that really did well in the low post was Kelly Olynyk. who, Whoa. If, if you don't realize Kelly Olynyk's a really good defender at this point, you really haven't been watching, because he is one of the best defenders on this team, probably right now playing the best defense of any other bigs down in the interior. He took, LeBron tried to take him on several times and failed. Kelly, his footwork is great. He reads the floor so well. He's gotten so much better with his basketball IQ and his ability to read the floor both on offense and defense. LeBron kept trying to attack him, and Kelly can backpedal so effectively and then go straight up when LeBron comes at him. And he stopped him, I think it was three or four times directly in this game, but he got that fifth foul that took him out, and he didn't really play. For, uh, I think it took him out early in the fourth quarter around the 10-minute mark or so, and he didn't play after that. Yeah, I mean, Kelly, one of the best things about him is he's big he has size he's a seven footer and he's mobile he's a mobile big Um, a lot of times you want those guys for offensive reasons because he he can stretch the floor he can run the floor but he can also body up a guy like a a guy like LeBron in certain situations where so many players in the NBA struggle to do that because LeBron is such a physical specimen and a force where if he gets out you know obviously if he's out in the open court nothing's going to stop him but if you do get a body up on him without a full head of steam you can put a you can put a hand in, a hand in his face and you can alter the shot. I mean that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna beat LeBron is if you force him into taking shots, you know, outside of the immediate area where he where he's off balance or whatnot. So yeah, if he's shooting for where we are right now, he's With yeah, the, that's what you want to get. We're about I'd say 14 feet away. Yeah, if you can get him to take a fadeaway off the glass. That's an ideal situation. He'll probably still hit it, but yeah, he probably will. You at least lessen the odds. But they forced him, they forced Kyrie into a lot of those kind of shots tonight, and that was a big part of it. Speaking of LeBron, end of the game. The ball ends up in LeBron's hands. He's got kind of a contested look. He passes it up to Darren Williams for the miss. Do you agree with that play? Absolutely. So he upfakes two defenders. Yep. 
closing out on him. Which he is actually like, outfaked me. I was yeah. up on level nine. I was even jumping up for yeah, that. Yeah, that was a long way to fall from uh, all the way yeah, up level yeah. nine. He got me. Yeah, I mean, he, he outfaked two guys out of the shot. He could have taken an awkwardly contested three, or he could hit the guy wide open in the corner. It's a no-brainer play. You go to the guy for the open shot. It's not like LeBron is Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant, where he's a big guy that's one of the best shooters in the league. I mean, LeBron LeBron recognizes that while he does hit big shots from everywhere on the floor, he's he's like, what was he, a 36 37% three-point shooter? Apologies if I had that one wrong. Uh, but Darren Williams was wide open in the corner. It was a no-brainer play, and he rattled the he rattled the ball out. It wasn't like he completely broke right. the shot. It was they almost won this game. I think it was the right play. I think I think anyone who says oh LeBron doesn't want to take the big shot or LeBron's you know shrinks in the moment, bit of a troll job there. I think he made the smart play. And as Isaiah Thomas said after the game, it was the right play. And LeBron James usually does make the right play. Um, it just didn't happen. I mean, it's it's it's, it's two thousand six. It's two thousand seventeen. Darren Williams. That's what you're going to get. I mean, it, he, Darren Williams might not be in the game in that situation uh, later in the season or in the playoffs. So it could be somebody else taking that shot. Yeah. Well. The Godfather made the right decision on that one, and he'll dive back into his book <laughs> as he was very, apparently very famously reading before the game. Uh, that was, of course, when LeBron's in town, things like him reading oh, the Godfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an absolute He was talking about it actually after the game, yeah. So that will do it for us. The lights are out, and that means the lights are out on this show. Don't forget. The lights are out on the Cavs, too, tonight. That's right. Don't forget Harry's Garden Report. Got Don't em. forget SeatGeek Garden Report. We will see you when the Celtics return back home. A little West Coast trip. After this West Coast trip. Uh, Prediction. I'll, they're going five game trip. What's their record going to be? Uh, six and zero. It'll be that good. Wow. Okay. Three and two probably. Three and two. I'm going to say four and one. They beat the Clippers. That'll be good. That'll be good. They lose right. to the Warriors. Obviously. So follow me, Jared Weiss, NBA. I will be at Sloan on Friday and Saturday with tons oh. of stuff coming out of there. Wow. Follow this you. guy, Jimmy underscore. I won't Toscano. be at Sloan. You can still worth a follow. Yeah, he'll have good footage of him skiing or something <laughs> like that. Cameraman behind the camera, obviously, it's where cameramen go, is Jeremy Carp. That'll do it for us on the Garden Report postgame show powered by CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jimmy Toscano here from the Garden Report, coming to you just after a huge Celtics win over the Cleveland Cavaliers here at the TD Garden. This place was absolutely rocking, and you can expect to hear and see that the rest of the way from the regular season on into the playoffs. My question to you, do you want to be a part of that? Because if so, listen up. As the playoff push heats up, SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. Maybe a little Isaiah Thomas three-pointer, a Joel J. Crowder put-back dunk. Who knows? It could be anything. SeatGeek will be there to get you closer to the action for a great value. I got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. And I actually did just use SeatGeek recently to buy some tickets, not to the Celtics, but to the other team who plays here in the TD Garden, the Boston Bruins. Switch it up a little bit. I don't need to buy Celtics tickets, folks. Remember that. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. Saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek triggers every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. 
Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, as we mentioned, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with complete confidence. And doesn't end with sports, SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available, too. I know my guy Jared Weiss recently used it to buy some Kanye West tickets. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So now you really got to listen. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, first you got to do is download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter this promo code, Garden Report. Easy enough, right? Garden Report. One word, Garden Report. Also known as the best Celtics postgame show ever created. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code Garden Report, and we will see you inside the TD Garden. Cold at all? Um, no. Mentally, I was prepared. Um, you know, I was trying to keep my, trying to stay warm on the sideline. I, I just knew once I got an opportunity to go back out there, I was gonna, you know, play as hard as I can and make sure I was focused. How satisfying is this to, you know, especially that stretch where you're watching the game so close, knowing that you know, Brad said you only had three minutes left, they waited to come in and make those plays at the end. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard for me, but. All I could do was cheer for my teammates and um, be prepared when my name was called. It was really hard. Um, just as hard as it was for me, I'm pretty sure it was hard for Brad as well. What's the significance of a win like this against a team like that in your building? I think it's big for us, uh, especially going on to the West Coast. We need a, This needs to carry over for us. Um, you know, I said earlier, we get prepared for these games and get excited for TV games. You know, we it's the games that aren't on TV when we're playing the teams that might not have the LeBrons that we need to go out there and make sure we're playing the right way and playing with the energy and trying to improve, be the best team we can be every single game. Why do you think you don't always play that at that level of intensity? I think just sometimes, you know, people might get a little relaxed or, you know, get too comfortable. You can't be comfortable ever. You have to go out there and um, play the same way every single night, and that's hard like this. And um, no matter what we go through, no matter what adversity we go through throughout the game, we just have to continue to keep fighting together and, um, you know, executing our game plan. It's a good feeling. And that's what I play this game for to go up against the best players. Hopefully, I can. I know I haven't been out there in a while, but hopefully, I can, you know, still be a mention for the first team on defense. It's something that I take pride in every single chance I get. And uh, I love going up against the Kyrie's. Uh, what was it like to keep Kyrie in front of you in that next to last critical possession? It was hard. Um, you know, I wanted to force him into a few moves, which I, I think I was able to do. The play before, um, I felt like it wasn't really a foul, but I, I kind of put myself in a tough position because I was a little too aggressive. So I didn't want to be aggressive this time. I had to be smart about it and make sure I was the second jumper so I didn't foul him. That's what I did. Another game. They're the number one team in the East, one of the best teams in the, in the NBA, and we just want to protect home court and, and get a win. And we did that tonight. Does it mean a little more than Yeah, like a playoff atmosphere, like a playoff atmosphere. Does it mean more, though, Isaiah? You guys have had some trouble against some of the top teams in the East, but to beat Cleveland, the top team, how important was it for you guys, just from a comfort, confidence standpoint, to beat a team like that? 
Um, we don't think too much about that. Um, we don't think about the record against, I guess, the top teams. But we knew today we wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. We wanted to protect home court and get a win before we went out west. We knew it would definitely build some confidence before we go on our road trip. And the lift that Avery was able to give you guys, I talk about that. Yeah, I mean, that's what he does. He defends, he, he, he hits shots, and um, we need him to do that. And he was a big key in today's win. What does it do when you look over and, you know, late game, he's on Kyrie, what confidence does he give you guys as, as a team? I mean, what was it, first team all defense? Yeah. For a reason. He's the best on ball defender in the game. Um, it was very important. If we wanted to win, we had to play that way. Um, we, we tried to slow down their transition points and, and keep them off the glass. I think we did an all right job of that and it showed, and we got the win. One of the guys that has been just kind of missed the versatility for you guys, Al Horford, triple-double tonight. His impact in the game, just speak to that. I mean, that's what they signed him to do. He makes plays, he has a high basketball IQ. He can score, he can pass, he can, he can rebound. And um, the way he played the night, we need him to play like that for us to win. And he just, he does a lot for us. He doesn't even go in the stat sheet. Isaiah, what, what clicked or, or changed for you there late in the fourth quarter? I think there was, you know, they, they kind of held you in check for most of the frame. Nobody held you in check. So what really changed for you to have an assist on two possessions and, and score two buckets there in four straight possessions? I made plays. I averaged 30 points for a reason. I made plays. They doubled me. I passed it to Jay. He hit a shot. I passed it to Avery. I believe in my teammates. And um, and then I hit a, a three-pointer where they, they miscommunicated on their, on their coverage. But my job every day, no matter what, no matter what the defense throws at me, is to make plays, score the ball, and... I try to do that to the best of my ability. How do you balance the distributive role and scoring role? I do whatever my team needs me to do. My job is to just make the right play. If there's two guys on me, I obviously can't shoot it. I gotta, I gotta find an open man. If not, I'm gonna just attack and try to be aggressive. Is it time to rim protect us? Yeah. Something like it. <laughs> Something like it. What last one? I put this on play. Uh, I, mean, I just made a play on the ball. I could jump a little bit. So he didn't see me. That was probably the biggest reason why I blocked him. He didn't see I was there, but I just tried to make a winning play. You love being in these fourth quarters like that. Yeah, I mean, I just try to embrace the moment. Um, I was missing free throws for some reason today, but my my job is to have a short memory, whether good or bad, and turn the page. And I, I tried to do that. That's my um, that's my ability today in the fourth quarter, and I'm just glad we won, especially before this road trip. Isaiah, what's the significance of being a team that good on your home floor in a close game where you had to out-execute them? Um, it says a lot about the direction we're going in. Um, there's been games where we had leads and we didn't execute and we will lose the game, and tonight was a stepping stone for us, especially against a really good team like Cleveland. We, we, um, we stayed the course, we executed on both ends, and we got key stops. And that's what you have to do to win games. What did you say to Bill Belichick when you were saying Oh, I just wanted to meet him. I just shook his hand. <laughs> that was the first time you ever met him? Yeah. I just wanted to shake his hand and show my respect. Could this become a significant win for you if you meet these guys in May or June? I mean, it can, but it's definitely different from playing basketball. And 
we understand that. But, I mean, we know we can compete with anybody in this league. And we did a good job. Isaiah, how does a win like this set the tone of the upcoming road? It gives us a lot of confidence. Um, we would have lost. It would have been tough going into that road trip. So we got a lot of confidence. And um, we got to take care of business. Hopefully we can, we can, we can win games on this road trip. Just talk about the caliber of playing in this game, like back and forth. It wasn't a playoff type field. Yeah, it was. That's two good teams battling, um, making plays on, on both ends of the floor and not not giving up. Both teams wanted to win that game, man. And we just made a few more plays. How about He's arguably the best player in the world. So he just wanted to put a hand up and contest. I think he pumped fake and, and Jay Crowder jumped, so I was the next man to help. And he usually finds the right, makes the right play, and he made a, a hell of a pass to Darren Williams. He just did not do it. Do you think that was the right play for LeBron to give up the ball in that situation? <laughs> That's what LeBron does. He makes the right play. I mean, that was the right basketball play. They'll probably kill him for passing. <laughs> Brad, coming against Cleveland, does this victory mean even more than a regular victory? I think the biggest thing, I went into the game thinking and told our guys this afternoon I, and just told them now, I, I wasn't as concerned about the result. I just wanted to play with a real purpose, possession to possession, and maximize as many of those as possible, let the chips fall where they may. We did a better job of that tonight than we have in a lot of games this year, which is required when you play a team of this caliber. and. You know, hopefully we can keep doing that when we go on the road. Brad, just uh, bringing back Avery at the end of the game there, was that you talked about, you know, managing the minutes. Was that the plan all along to hopefully bring him back late? Yeah, that's why he played 18. I was told somewhere between 22 and 23 max, and so saved him. I think he was at 18 or 17.55 or something um, going into the fourth and saved him as long as we could. Are you worried about him just coming back out cold in that spot, or did you feel confident he'd be able to just shake it off in the crunch time? Um, we talked about that the other night. That was why we didn't bring him back after halftime. But he was he played all the way until the six-minute mark of the third quarter or whatever, so it's not like he sat forever. Um, it wasn't like he sat since, this, since halftime or something. So um, we weren't as concerned about it. This is his next step. This is his progression, and in, in the next game he – We'll hopefully play a little bit more, and then um, that that will end sometime early next week, and we'll you know we'll not worry about trying to manage that anymore. Brad, is it is it important to keep this one in some perspective, and and what do you take from this? Um, just you know, your guys making plays down the stretch against a good basketball team. Yeah, I mean, the best part was we we came in, we got together this afternoon, quickly talked about a. You know, plan of attack on both ends, um, and executed it. You know, and you know, after a day off, after a back-to-back. So, you know, I think that that's a really good sign because we played with a real purpose. And I think that the, you have to play with a real purpose as you get further along. And um, you know, the haphazard possessions that we had the other night, we had very, very few of those tonight. And and I think that that was a huge difference for us. For me, yeah. No, there's no doubt. I I felt really good about how we were playing all the way through and in a halftime and then the end of the game, you know, if Kyrie Irving throws in a couple hook shots and we miss a couple, it is what it is. But 
um, that was the most encouraging part was we just played with a right poise and purpose. Uh, back on Avery for a moment. I mean, just how much of, I don't want to say a luxury, but just how much of a benefit is it to have him again to put on a guy like Irving? Like I think it's a necessity. You know, Irving, it's a tremendous score. Um, he made shots against everybody tonight. He's a hard guy to stop. Um, but I think that uh, having a guy like Avery out there, um, you know, good offense usually beats good defense. But um, Avery certainly makes it as tough as humanly possible when he's guarding somebody. Coach, the uh, the last play, when um, can you say what was going through your head when you, LeBron was setting up for the three and you you guys wouldn't let him shoot it? What happened? Well, yeah, the skip pass to um, Williams was an incredible play. That's one of the things that makes LeBron really special, right, is that, you know, everybody knows that he's the guy and, and he's been that for his whole life, but he just makes the right basketball play. Like that right there, that was the right basketball play. And so he he skipped it, um, you know, to a brand-new teammate um, who just missed a wide-open shot, and we got lucky. Brad, you were able to have the closing lineup that you've had for most of the year back out there with Avery being healthy, and you got wide open threes for, I think, the first four or five possessions in the last few minutes there. I mean, how confident do you feel in your ability to really execute those sets in crunch time against such a physical defense? Yeah, I mean, they're hard to go against because of how athletic they are and how um, similar size they are with their with uh, their ability to switch and those type of things. But our guys did a good job of being patient finding ways to get the ball in the lane and then getting the ball out on kickouts and our guys you know made shots I think we were we weren't shooting really well at halftime what were we two for 13 or something from three and we were due some makes and we saved them for the end um Al almost a triple double can you assess his, his night tonight and defensively what he was able to do I mean he was even at halftime we were all you know he he was one for four from the floor and we thought he was great you know and I think that that's uh, you know, a testament to how he was playing. He was really aggressive. His defense was really good. Um, you know, um, and Thompson's a hard guy to bang with all night. And uh, but I thought that Al did a good job. And then, you know, we had our bigs on LeBron a lot too. Um, and he and others did as well as they could. And I thought that that was a big part to try to just keep us as intact as possible because of all the shooting around the floor. You guys gave up 120 plus to them in the first two games. Uh, tonight, 99. What def- defensively? What was the difference? What did you guys do? Well, I mean, I thought we played we played with a little bit more purpose than we did the last couple of games against them. But at the same time, maybe they missed a couple. I don't know. I'll go back and look at it. And I'm not ready to coordinate our defense yet. <laughs>